Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Wa salatu wa salam Rasulullah. Assalamu alaikum. My name is John Fontaine, and we're here for yet another episode of the Fiqh of Love. And today I'm joined again with Sheikh Dr. Muhammad Salah. Assalamu alaikum, Sheikh. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi Today and every day. Today and every day, <laughs> inshallah. And subhanAllah, Sheikh, thanks for joining us again. Appreciate it. And Thank uh, you. we've been discussing the fiqh of love. In the last episode, we were discussing all about love, love and happiness, subhanAllah. And today, we, we, I want to ask you, why do we get married? You as just answered the question. <laughs> No, uh, as Muslims, why yeah. do we? Why? What are the re What are some of the reasons sure, sure, for actually sure, getting married? Sure. First of all, uh, marriage is actually to satisfy an instinctual need. Mm. This is a, a human nature. As a matter of fact, it's not only among the humans. The Almighty Allah says that He has created everything in pairs. So human beings, jinn kind, animals, even the plants. There are males and females, and there is some sort of attraction between them. And uh, there is a need for the continuation of the species to get married, mm. to be together. But from an Islamic perspective, in addition to all of that and uh, uh, satisfying the physical need and the moral need, uh, the Prophet ﷺ teaches us, such as in the sound hadith, which is narrated by uh, Abdullah ibn Mas'ud, may Allah be pleased with him. He says, Ya ma'ashar al-shabab, man istata'a minkum ul-ba'ata falyatazawwaj. And then he answers why. He says, O young people, whoever can afford to get married, then let him get married immediately. Do not delay. As why? He said, فَإِنَّهُ أَغَضُّ لِلْبَصَرِ because it is indeed better in respect of lowering the gaze and refraining your uh, refraining the person from looking at what Allah has forbidden looking at the beauty of a woman who is not lawful for him mm. why? because he's already having a wife you know and if a person manages to lower his gaze that would lead to guarding his chastity. The same applies to the women, by the way. Mm. So in this hadith, the Prophet ﷺ says that when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forbids anything, He provides the alternative. Mm. So it's haram to fornicate. It's haram to do anything that may lead to fornication, mm. such as beginning with the look mm. and the commandment of lowering the gaze. Secondly, forbidding anything which would come as an introduction to an illicit relationship, going out, mm -hmm. dating, uh, conversing with the, uh, with the opposite gender unnecessarily, especially with private matters mm -hmm. and so on. So number one reason why we get married in order to guard our chastity because there is a human need, a physical human need that it is indigenous, we are created with. It is within us to have this physical pleasure, physical relationship. I'm talking about normal, ordinary human beings, of course. So if it is not satisfied in halal, it would be satisfied otherwise. Mm. And that's why 
In Surah An-Nur, chapter number 24, the Almighty Allah says, وَلْيَسْتَعْفِفِ الَّذِينَ لَا يَجِدُونَ نِكَاحًا حَتَّى يُغْنِيَهُمُ اللَّهُ مِنْ فَضْلِهِ So the ayah refers to those who cannot afford to get married. He advised them to do istighfar, to refrain themselves from having an illicit relationship or sexual relations outside marriage until Allah Almighty uh, enriches them out of his bounty. The Prophet said, Man minkum The hadith which we discussed in the beginning of Abdullah ibn Mas'ud. But what if one cannot afford to get married? Mm. Then he said, So he advised with a temporary solution mm. to fast. Mm. And to fast as much as you can because it breaks and it lowers, it decreases the sexual desire. You know, Sheikh, some people, I know that's the case, that's, that's what it mentions, but some people will say when they fast, it doesn't lower the sexual desire. Do you know why? Why is that? Because also the Prophet ﷺ taught us fasting isn't only abstaining from eating and drinking. Mm. He said, Man lam He said in the hadith, um, so fasting is not only abstaining from eating and drinking but also you abstain from looking at what Allah mm. has forbidden so you're fasting but you're watching porn <laughs> you're fasting and when you go to the mall you never lower your gaze and when you're at work in the street so it's basically you are on diet, mm. but you're not actually fasting. The actual fasting in Ramadan increases and it boosts the level of Iman. Mm. Because you're afraid if in, in regular days, sometimes you look here and there, but while fasting, I'm afraid that will affect my fasting. Mm. So you lower your gaze. Um, if you chat with people and sometimes you indulge into vain talk and crack jokes and mm and so on while fasting you push your mouth because it, you know you're fasting mm. so when the prophet وسلم, says oh young people if you can afford to get married get married because it helps you to refrain uh, to, to lower your gaze and to refrain from uh, illicit relations mm. and if you cannot afford to get married the temporary solution is to fast the actual fasting yes not the physical fasting from eating and drinking only Okay, makes a lot of sense. Sheikh, is would you say so? Would you say that marriage is recommended or it, that strongly recommended for a Muslim to get married? In in in, in Islam and in Fiqh, there are five ahkam, five rulings. There is the mandatory, and there is the recommended, and there is the permissible and there is the makruh or disliked and then there is the haram again those mm -hmm. five rulings the mandatory the recommended the permissible the makruh or disliked and the haram and marriage can be all of them mm -hmm. I mean either one of them mm -hmm. so it depends on your situation when uh, somebody is having STDs, sexual mm. transmitted diseases, mm. and uh, he wants to marry, no marriage is haram for you. Mm. 
because you're going to transmit the sexual transmitted mm. disease into this innocent spouse of yours mm. when she doesn't know when he doesn't know so marriage in this condition is not permissible it's haram mm. when does it become mandatory when you have the financial means and the physical means you're in love with a woman and you're afraid that you are indulged into adultery so what are you waiting for mm. get married it becomes obligatory to get married yeah. it becomes recommended when the person have the means you have a very good job a decent nice place to live in and um, you know if, if you don't get married it is okay but here it is recommended because in Islam marriage in general is recommended in order to form a family have a goodly offspring uh, you and your wife would help each other to be obedient servants to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala there are many hadith in this respect then when you have uh, obedient children to Allah number one to you then they will be the continuation <coughs> to you after you leave this life and they will benefit you by making dua the Prophet sallallahu alayhi said whenever the servant of Allah dies, all his deeds come to end, except from three ways. And he mentioned one of them, أَوَّلَدٍ صَالِحٍ يَدْعُو uh, Very frequently asked question, can I um, recite Quran on behalf of my deceased parent? Can I make a sadaqah jariya on behalf of my late uh, husband? Uh, can I perform hajj or umrah or fast on behalf of, uh, or give any charity on behalf of uh, my son who passed away so when a person dies and he leaves behind goodly offspring obedient children whom he raised as righteous whenever he dies he actually did not die mm. because they are his continuation and her continuation they make dua for their parents and that promotes them to higher levels in paradise it gives them a break in the, in the grave. It forgives them the, their sins. And it is a continuous source of income as far as good deeds and reward. This is what the Prophet ﷺ uh, said. To the extent that they, even if the person was not as good, his children would intercede for him mm. on the day uh, of judgment. So this is when it becomes uh, recommended. Permissible. If the person, let's say that, He's got the means, he's got a nice house, physically fit. He's too busy studying, reading Quran and memorizing and waiting to graduate to be an MD, then his master's in a specialty in oncology or whatever. So if you want to get married, fine. If you don't want to get married, as long as the thought of having a physical pleasure mm. is not haunting you, chasing yes. you. Because if it is, then wait a minute. Then you may watch what Allah has forbidden, yeah. establish an illicit relationship, then no, 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 it's not permissible anymore. We jump into obligatory. Mm. What is lesser than obligatory? May recommend it. Then uh, it becomes disliked in some cases. Mm. Like what? There are many cases where the person is, um, let me give you an example. A person is struggling with one wife. He can barely provide for her. Mm. And again, he wants to get married again. Okay. Uh, we know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, uh, But my friend, mm. you can barely make it. Mm. Why would you take a second one? Why mm. you cannot even afford to take care of 
the first. So I'm just giving you an example. Yeah. So the five rulings in mm. Sharia may apply to a nikah or marriage depending on the position and the situation of the individual. Jazakallah khair, Shaykh. We'll just take that opportunity to have a short break. Okay. SubhanAllah. But it's very interesting to know that marriage can fall in the, under all of them categories. Sure. SubhanAllah. So stay with us. We're going to be right back after the break. Assalamu alaikum Assalamu alaikum Welcome back to the Fiqh of Love. I'm John Fontaine and we're here joined with Dr. Muhammad Salah. Assalamu alaikum Shaykh. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Shaykh, before the break, you were speaking about the different categories when SubhanAllah, you mentioned that sometimes marriage can be permissible, sometimes it is haram, etc., mm. and everything in between. Sheikh, can you give us some more examples of when marriage can actually be haram? Sure. Um, I remember once uh, a girl was divorced. Mm. And soon after she got divorced, her mom picked up the phone and she said, you know, my daughter is looking forward to get married. Then I heard people calling me to ask, what do you think of this family? Because I want to marry their daughter. I said, oh my God, she's already married. They said, no, 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 she's divorced. I know she's divorced, but that was the first divorce. Whether first or second or third, there's something called idda. Mm. So during the idda or the waiting period, no proposals, not only in marriage contract, no proposals. In one of the marriage counseling, I, I just figured out that the, the couple whom I, I was counseling, that she was divorced, and soon after she got divorced, she married the guy. So, so, so ju just to clarify for the viewers at home, mm. so when someone somebody's married, mm. and then they've, you know, they've they, they've had a divorce, the husband has, has, has said talaq or divorced them. Mm -hmm. You said that there's an idda period. Absolutely. So, so this is like a waiting period. The Quran says, وَالْمُطَلَّقَاتُ So talking about three menses, three mm. periods, mm. before uh, you can even accept marriage proposal. Mm. And during this period, uh, if the husband who just divorced his wife decided to take her back, he may take her back without any need for... Um, dowry or new marriage contract or the consent of the guardian because they are already semi-married mm. okay after the first and the second divorce so proposal or marriage during the idda is invalid mm. whether the idda for divorce or for a widow who lost her husband somebody died and left behind a widow the idda now is longer and it's not by the menses it's by the days the number of days mm. four months and ten days the Quran says, Four months and ten days. During the idda, which is four months and ten days, for the widow, no one is allowed to directly propose to her or to her family and say, I want to marry her. To respect the honor of the guy who used to be her husband and he died. So there is haram, uh, there are a lot of haram uh, proposals. A woman who's already married, so we're mm. talking about during divorce. Mm. 
As we said before that it is not even permissible to have a second thought or to allow yourself to think of a woman who's already married. Absolutely mm. yeah. forbidden. Okay? Mm. SubhanAllah. So e even, let's say, the, the wife is on her third divorce. Mm. So now there's no possibility of the husband taking her back. Correct. So but there is a idda. Yeah, there's still an idda of the Correct. three menstrual well, cycles. Maybe she's pregnant. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So it's not permissible. SubhanAllah. Is there any more examples of situations where marriage would be? Of course, there are oh. more examples, but <laughs> there's one <laughs> which you may like. Like yeah. a man who's already married to four women. Yes. He's not allowed to marry anymore. It's haram. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Sheikh, I, I heard one Sheikh was telling me that you can marry as many women as you want. And I, I was shocked. And then he said, but you can only have four at a time. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be talking about that, inshallah, yeah. and, and plural marriage in, in Islam, what is permissible, what is not permissible in this regard, but on time, inshallah. Yes, For now, I just want to bring to your attention and to the viewers' attention that uh, Islam is something very precious. Um, marriage in Islam is something really, really precious. I mean, ju ju just before we go off topic, Sheikh, yeah. I want to just ask you, is there also an idda for the man? Yes, of course. Mm. When? You tell me. Um, in, if in case that he was married to four women and he divorced one of them, yes. he's not allowed to take another wife so long as he's still in the Idda. Because yeah. during the Idda, yeah. he may take her back. What about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, troublemaker. De devil's advocate, as you say. What about if he divorced her for the third time? Oh, for the third time, that's irrevocable. Okay, I'm talking about during yeah. the revocable divorce. But I mean, would this still be an idda? No. No, okay. No. Because he cannot marry her anymore. Yes. He cannot take her back, I mean. Yes. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, made a very interesting remark when some of his companions, mm. out of love to him, they wanted to be with him in the same level in paradise. So mm. he started visiting his wives and inquiring about what kind of worship that he does, and uh, um, and so on. So when they figured out, they decided to do something in order to be with him in the same level in paradise. So most of us know the hadith, but it has different narrations. Like one of them decided, and he made a vow. He said, mm. you know, in order to draw closer to Allah, I will never marry. I will never marry. Why? Because marriage will t consume a lot of mm. my time with my wife, with the kids. I want to devote all my time for Allah, for worship. I want to be a devout worshiper. Uh, another person decided not to sleep on bed. And the third person decided not to eat meat, mm. to be a vegetarian. And uh, uh, another person decided to fast on every single day. Uh, another one decided to pray on every single night and not to sleep whatsoever during the night. Mm. So when the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, uh, heard about that, he gathered his companions and he said, What is wrong with some people who mm. vowed not to do this and to do that? And then he corrected them, beginning mm. by saying that, Indeed, I am the most God-fearing of all of you. Mm and the most knowledgeable of all of you because he receives a wahi from Allah. Hmm. 
So he reminded them that the Prophet knows best about Allah more than any of them and knows what will draw them nearer to Allah than what they think themselves. He said, yet, I fast and I break my fast. I do not fast on every single day. I mm. skip some days. Mondays, Thursdays, 13th, 14th, and 15th of every month, and so on. And I pray at night and I also rest. Mm. I do not pray for the whole night. And I'm married. So whoever turns away from my sunnah, this is my way, mm. and this is our religion. Whoever mm. rejects that, whoever decides otherwise, then he doesn't belong to me. This is very serious. So, uh, look, we said it could be permissible, mm. it could be recommended, or wajib, or disliked, or haram. But you do not make the permissible haram, like mm. you say, you know, uh, mm. I forbid myself from getting married. SubhanAllah, what's interesting about this, this hadith, because even the other two points were regarding the wife about fasting mm. and praying all night, because the wife has the rights. You know, to spend time with the host, subhanAllah. You, you keep jumping into conclusions, but you know that inshallah we'll be talking about uh, yes. the rights of both spouses, mm. the husband and the wife, including uh, the acts of worship and consuming the whole time for the ibadat and so on. But the question you raised in the beginning uh, with regards to why do we get married is actually a very serious question. Mm. And whether marriage is permissible or recommended or or. You know, uh, Anas ibn Malik عنه, narrated that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, uh, Whomever gets married has indeed fulfilled 50% of the religion. <laughs> SubhanAllah. Allah has assisted him to take care of half of the religion. You just need to take care of the other half. <laughs> what does it mean? How can marriage represent half of the religion? <laughs> You know, when a person gets married, then it helps him to lower his gaze, to guard his chastity. So, khalas, the issue of fearing of falling into the haram of fornication or dating or committing an act which Allah has forbidden is avoided completely. Hmm. This area is secured. You know, the Prophet ﷺ said in the other hadith, if, and this hadith is a sound hadith collected by Imam Muslim, if any of you guys happen to feel fascinated due to being attracted fascinated by the beauty of a woman then rush home go to your wife embrace her enjoy your wife mm. and that would suppress that desire towards any other woman in haram because mm. it will be fulfilled in halal in the light of this quote we explain and we understand what the Prophet ﷺ means by saying that uh, if you get married that is 50% of your deen. It's mm. been taken care of. Now we just need to offer your ibadat. Mm. Fast, pray, uh, pray your zakah and sadaqah, do hajj if you haven't mm. done it. Uh, be well-mannered, be good to and kind to people. You're a perfect Muslim. Sure. Shaykh, what would you say just quickly before we finish? Now somebody says, <laughs> you know, <laughs> being married is 50% of deen. So how do I fulfill the other <laughs> <laughs> Don't say that. Shaykh, we have to leave it there. <laughs> this is the end of the episode. Shaykh, Jazakallah Khair, thank you for uh, for joining us 
on this episode. Yeah, most welcome. And inshallah, we'll come back to that in a later episode, inshallah. inshallah hopefully. So thank you for joining us for the Fiqh of Love. Join us next time. Assalamu alaikum wa barakatuh.